Welcome to the Voices of STEM podcast, a podcast highlighting the stories of marginalized students on their journey to become STEM professionals. Each week, you'll get a deeper look into the lives of a current STEM student told through their successes, challenges, and complexities. And I'm your host, Dr. Stacey Dutton. Welcome back, y'all, to a new season of the Voices of STEM podcast. So this season, we decided to break the mold a little bit and zero in on the concept of climate change. And I know many of you have heard about climate change, whether it has been from a scientific perspective or from a more social perspective, as it has been a common buzzword that is in our media. However, many people still are not clear on what it means or what it entails for our daily lives. And so to discuss this a bit further, I decided to have some students tell stories about their climate. And in that, these students will discuss their local environments, talking about some of the sustainability issues or sustainability initiatives that are being done to remediate some of the issues of climate change. And in addition, discuss some issues of environmental injustice that may have taken place. And so with that, let's get into this week's voices. So I am a woman studying at an all-women's liberal arts college. And for th- this college requires a sustainability class, so to speak. So we have to learn about the rest of the world, how we can help the environment, and kind of like what our share is to help keep the earth kind of clean and you know there's like a lot of problems that we have to face especially like the oil companies overfishing um a lot of like water consumption that we have to watch out for but what i what we focused on in the course was specifically learning about the belizean barrier reef and i did not know belize had a barrier reef up until this point up until this course i knew the great barrier reef in australia but not the belizean barrier reef but we learned about its history we learned about the people living there as well we got to we had a chance to talk to some citizens of belize and like how they are doing their part in helping keep the reef clean and we had to do a project on like the threats that are facing the barrier reef and it was mostly just like what I found was it was mostly just globalization just like people and it was usually pertaining to like tourism where like people would go and they would like mess up the area and would like litter it with everything and obviously that's very bad and then there's like the oil, but uh, the oil was addressed back in 2017, I believe. And now that they have like a law that prohibits the building of oil rigs anywhere near the reef in the surrounding area, which is great. And then obviously there's climate change. Climate change is a very big issue. We won't um, be able to face in a single day. We can't pass a law to kind of like help stop climate change. We can help pass laws that will like help stop 
things that are causing climate change, like oil consumption, where um, we could like switch from like, well, I guess cars wouldn't be like a great example, but like there's a lot of oil consumption that leads to climate change. There's, um, this climate change is specifically affecting the water and it is making it um, harder for the coral to live in. The coral in the Belizean Barrier Reef help helps kind of like produce most of the oxygen that we as humans kind of need, obviously. And which is very concerning because from what I found, it's barely hanging on by a thread and scientists are doing most everything they can within the laws to kind of help keep the barrier reef safe and sustainable and kind of like spread the message especially the wildlife the wildlife which is like the turtles and everything and they have like sanctuaries for it um in places where they're like near the coast where they had kind of had to like the turtles kind of have to live which is great but it's not as much as we can like we can do better we can do more especially like politicians and everything like that because it's like we're gonna be living on this earth if you want to continue living on it like a healthy earth might want to pass some laws to help protect the healthy earth but um yeah i kind of got mad when i kind of <laughs> um was doing the projects because i was like i just I, we could do better as humans, but we aren't choosing to do so. I always intended to grow up and go into the STEM field. My aunt and uncle were both doctors, and another uncle was a Georgia Tech engineer, and both of my parents worked in computer science and IT. On top of that, I excelled in my science classes throughout my primary school years. Then, we moved to a tiny town on the outskirts of Frankfurt, Germany, in the state of Hessen, and suddenly, I crash-landed in a new place and developed a new identity. Thoughts of science and becoming a doctor slipped away as I realized I loved women, not men, never men. And I assumed that since I was a lesbian, I would work in some kind of social field, helping others who were not as fortunate as I was. It seemed only natural. Of course, during those odd and painful middle school years, I was aware of the issues plaguing Germany at large. I was hearing really only American news and was far more concerned about the 2016 election than whatever was going on in Bavaria. But in all honesty, the Bavaria issue would have been much more impactful, as I lived nearby, than what was happening in Ocean Away. I wonder, now, if I would have suffered less teenage angst if I had been more concerned about the politics of nuclear waste dumping than the politics of the circus going on in DC. Well, I call it the Bavaria issue, I'm treating it unfairly. It was a bit of a mini civil war, not with violence, but it was between the Berlin-based national government and the rather anti-nationalist Catholic city of Gorleben. It consisted only of about 650 people, with their only real major industry being a mostly closed salt mine, and they seemed like a perfect candidate for the disposal of Germany's nuclear waste. 
unfortunately for the politicians in Berlin, Gorleben disagreed strongly. You see, the nuclear waste that was to be dumped in Gorleben it wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of it, and it only consisted of about 5% of the country's entire nuclear waste. But it made up 99% of Germany's nuclear waste radioactivity. Obviously, the Gorleben residents were furious. They claimed the salt in the ground could weaken the containment and cause leaks, and that the German government was targeting them because they were mostly Catholic, they were far away from Berlin, and that the people up in Parliament would not suffer the consequences of a nuclear leak. But why was the nuclear waste being dumped there anyway? Why the sudden need for a dumping ground out of nowhere? The answer, surprisingly, is due to the environmental sustainability efforts being enacted in Germany at the time. The German parliament, thanks to pressure from various groups around the country, announced that they wanted all nuclear power plants to be connected from the grid, to be disconnected from the grid, and shut down by 2022. This was announced in 1990. The waste needed a permanent solution. And in my opinion, it speaks to the nature of how unprepared we were as a species for nuclear power. Because, I mean, this was a sustainability effort. It was supposed to protect the environment, but it caused such a controversy, and it was even sponsored by Germany's Green Party. I think the conclusion that I came to after really reading up on this was that sustainability is more than just getting rid of the pollution or putting the pollution somewhere else, but it's finding ways to do so safely and cleanly and without infringing on people's individual rights. And this was the controversy and the issue that I read about that really led me to believe that I could be a woman in STEM, that I didn't have to be boxed in by my identity, and that, you know, anyone really could participate. Focusing on this instead of the circus happening in the United States really helped me come into myself. And I'm really grateful that I've been able, even that now I live in the US, I'm really grateful that I've been able to expand my work and what I've been able to do for sustainability. And I think it's become a new passion. Make sure to follow us on social media at Voices of STEM on IG and Twitter. See you next week.